0: And Chef Steph is going to join us this morning. Hi, Chef. How are you? Hi, good morning.
1: I'm good. Good. And How are things I, on the farm? Oh, you know what? This weather is okay. I yes. Mean, <laughs> yes. There, there have been winters when this particular visit that we have, I would be sitting here unable to get out the driveway. Right. So I'm, I'm buying this. This yeah, is okay with me. That's right. So, Chef, usually you have to finish your soup before you get to the cake. So you want to start with the soup? Well, okay. So I thought since it is soup weather, and I, you know what? Soup is therapy for me. Mm -hmm. I like to stand there and dice vegetables and get them all in the pot and start stirring it up. And I usually have the protein in mind first. And that's what, like, you shouldn't just start chopping vegetables and think, you know what? I should put some protein in here. <laughs> it's like, okay, I've got chicken, I've got leftover turkey, I've got sausage, whatever you happen to have. You start with that and then add the vegetables that would enhance that and go with that flavor. So, um, I'm kind of the soup queen because of the therapy angle. I love to dice vegetables. It also keeps me in practice with my knife skills. There you go. So, here's a little tip. Now that groceries are so very expensive. I don't want to waste one thing in that produce Mm drawer. So I get in, when I come home from the store with a bag of produce, I wash it. If I don't have time right then, I put it in the fridge. But the very next moment that I have a few minutes, I go ahead and dice it all up and have like a bag of celery, a bag of onions, a bag of carrots, a bag of maybe peppers, red and yellow and orange bell peppers. Mm -hmm. And I put them in the freezer, and that's my soup starter.
0: Oh, there
1: you go. Yeah, if you get home from work and you think, oh, I'd like to make a, whatever, casserole soup, doesn't matter. All that dicing is done for you, and also that means you won't, reach in the produce drawer and pull out some sort of biology project.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which has happened. not
1: shame anybody. I have done that lots of times. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. What is this and when did it get in there? And some of it, yeah, some of it basically is old enough to crawl out. So (laughs) I decided I don't want to waste a single vegetable. So I am putting it all in soup starter bags or casserole starter bags. Mm -hmm. And it's really helpful. Um, Okay, so over the Christmas holiday, I started thinking about things that we could do this month, um, and it's, you know, Easter's early this year, mm-hmm. earlier than the past couple of years, so um, I'm getting ready for Mardi Gras, and I gave you the recipe and a picture of king cake. Yes. And um, you remember how crazy I am about puff pastry. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the stuff. <laughs> I think it's... You know, between butter and puff pastry, my freezer and refrigerator are overstocked on those two <laughs> items. Sure. In, in fact, there are probably people out there thinking, you know, I could, I could, I ran out of puff pastry. I know, Stephanie's got four <laughs> puff And I was teaching yesterday, I teaching a class yesterday, and I was making this king cake. And um I also want everybody to know that if you get the puff pastry that's in the freezer section mm-hmm. of your Walmart or Sullivan's or Fairway, anyway, and I'm sure Wal- I'm sure Ivy too, but you um go in the freezer section where the frozen like um, rolled dough and stuff like that is, that's yeah. where you're gonna find these packages. Okay. there's two kinds of puff pastry. There's a the little round shelves, which are fun. they're cut out. And you bake them, and then you put like chicken pot pie filling in them, okay, or, or something. Okay, right. but this is the sheets. Mm-hmm. So you take the sheets out. You slack. We call it slacking them out, which is basically a semi-thawed condition. You want it to still be very cold, but easy to work with. Okay. So I usually get that out of the freezer and keep it in the refrigerator um, until I'm ready to work with it. And then if you're working with it, and it starts getting really soft and sticky you need to put it back in and get it cold again because mm-hmm. what we're doing is we're relying on the butter okay. to raise up. The steam in the butter is going to raise up this puff pastry, and it gets like double the size that it is or maybe even more. And so this king cake is a real um, classic one from New Orleans, and it's three layers of puff pastry, and then between the, the two layers – is a layer of almond frangipan, which mm. is basically almond flour or ground almonds, um, sugar, butter, and egg, and a little bit of almond extract to okay. hype up the almond flavor. Mm. And then you you that's put really that. Good. What do you think, Deb? I hear you. Oh,
0: have no. I'm still really getting mine. Hang on, I got to get mm. a bite.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. This one, and this is what normally. Mm people have a little um, china or porcelain baby mm-hmm. that they put in the cake when you're down in New Orleans but around here if you buy one you're gonna get it like Heidi or one of those stores they're they're gonna have like a, a coin or something plastic and that's because it's already baked mm. but whatever you do don't put the plastic baby or the plastic coin in there and then bake it. At 440 oh degrees. My, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. otherwise terrible. you're going to be going, uh oh, the baby got melted and yeah. the coin is gone. You all smell over something? <laughs> <mouth."> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I was in, informing the class that the person who finds the baby has to either make the gumbo or be in charge of the Mardi Gras meal the next year <laughs> or he rushed to the dentist to fix some teeth. So. You have that going. You can make make it family fun. Like, who gets to go to the dentist next?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: We haven't used our our
0: deductible yet. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but anyway, we're going back to the soup thing. Let's talk about gumbo, which goes with king cake Mm because it's from New Orleans there. Okay, so gumbo and many soups are thickened with a roux, and that is usually a dark roux. You start with, like, oil-like. Crisco oil and flour, and you just stir it and stir it and stir it. And you're going to think, Is she trying to make me work out my right arm? <laughs> and then you're going to think, Oh, here it goes. And it starts turning first blonde. They call that a blonde roux when it's kind of a, a yellow. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to turn um, almost a caramel color. And that's a light roux. But when you get it all the way to Hershey Bar Brown, mm-hmm. it's a dark roux, and that is great, and you can make that up ahead of time, put it in a Tupperware um, or, you know, like a, a Ziploc bag yeah. in the freezer, and then you just break off a chunk and use it to thicken a, a soup or a oh, stew.
0: that's a good idea.
1: It has a very, very deep, lovely flavor. Traditionally, we use a dark roux in gumbo, um, but if you have a lighter soup that you want to thicken up, and they tell me that... We're you know like this kind of fallish winter that we're having is going to be over here soon. So we we Hush. need to know how to thicken up your soup. <laughs> I know, right? But um, anyway, there's a really good trick that we use in the restaurant business a lot, and it used to be a, it used to be a secret. But now I see that like um, Gordon Ramsay and a couple of other people have put it on their websites. You use instant potato flakes on mm-hmm. any of the creamy soups. So, like, I make one that everybody likes around here. It's sweet corn chowder, Um, sometimes with shrimp, sometimes with, you know, other seafood, sometimes just sweet corn. Um, So I thicken that. I cook the onions, the celery, the carrots in a little bit of butter, and then I add the sweet corn. I usually use frozen bag sweet corn, and I just put that in there, and then you stir that around, and you add maybe vegetable broth. And it's a lovely soup. You're cooking it just until till the corn and everything is tender. Then you start thickening it with about a tablespoon at a time of instant potato flakes. And um, the good news about that is it, if you sprinkle it over the top, it doesn't worry you with like lumps. Mm-hmm. And you can decide how thick you want that soup. So if, it, if you're going to serve it, for example, on a, in a bread bowl, let's say. Then you're gonna need it to be pretty thick so it doesn't run right out the bottom. Right. So you keep adding it until you get the consistency that you want. It doesn't add any new flavor if you use the plain ones. Mm-hmm. If you use the cheesy ones or sure. whatever, they've got all these weird flavors now. But mm-hmm. don't don't use that unless you're really going for a cheesy soup. Um, just use the plain instant potato flakes a tablespoon at a time. And I get the big family size packet. Um my favorite brand is Idaho, and oh, I don't weather, know whether they sell it everywhere, but most places. And I put that in a canning jar, label what it is, and then if it's there by the stove, you could have it handy to thicken up anything you need thickened. Oh, boy, you just helped me out. This was my problem yesterday. I made chicken dumplings, and it was a little too thin. Yeah. And so true. I did look it up online, and uh, but I'm going to use your suggestion. I'm going to get some of that instant potatoes like that. It's a great mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Well, what most times people, like, they start out using flour, and there's really two problems with that. It wants to clump up yep. and stick together, and so you're going to have some lumps. you got to chase that around the, the pot. Yeah. And then otherwise, if you um, use flour, sometimes it, if it doesn't cook long enough, like if you just thicken the soup and then, boom, put it in a bowl and serve it to people, it's going to taste a little bit like that first-grade paste that you had in
0: school. <laughs> yes. So, yes, yeah, that's uncool- good.
1: Yeah, uncooked flour, not cool. So Yeah, it
0: well, that's has to good. Be
1: cooked. But anyway, if you're going to celebrate um, Mardi Gras, you should look up a good recipe for gumbo and I can recommend the one I have on M- on MR Distilling.
0: Okay.
1: Um but you can get a good gumbo going and that gives you time to monkey with the puff pastry. The cool thing about that is if you make the almond paste Um, You're going to go to the bakery aisle at at the store, and there's going to be alternate flours for people who don't do gluten. Right, And almond flour or almond, ground almonds, is going to be there. That takes a lot of the worry, the work out of getting it lumped so that you don't come across just a huge chunk of almond.
0: Yeah, So there you go.
1: it's, It's easy to make. It's much cheaper. And when you see these little cans of almond paste filling, that is way too expensive to use on a whole king cake. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that's going to cost you to get like six of those little jars, and I think they're like five dollars a piece. That's oh, wow. Way too much money oh, to be you're
0: not kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Anyway,
1: okay. I'm I'm uh, I'm just hanging around the farm. It's windy, but it's you know what? I'm still okay with it because there's sure. no no snow, no ice. Mm, right. It is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's been sure. beautiful the last couple of days. Yeah, that's sure. right. Well, well,
0: we yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate it, and thanks for the tip and for the for the good treat. I yes. uh, appreciate that, which uh, uh, we're going to continue to enjoy
1: uh, mm-hmm. here in just and, a minute. <laughs> okay, well then we got to have everybody get in touch with me. Um, so many of your listeners are asking questions on my mm-hmm. um, on my page on Facebook. So you you know, get yourself. A, a, contact for me. Yes. And then if you have questions with, especially with the recipe that we've been talking about, just email me or private message me on that place and we will get Jeff figured out.
0: Okay. thanks. Yeah. So just text the word chef to our phone number 800-221-9356. And we'll send you all of uh, Stephanie's contact information about cookbooks and teaching classes and everything else. Uh, So just text the word chef to 800-221-9356. Stephanie, thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, guys. It's good to talk to you, and I'll uh, probably see you in a bit.
0: Yep, catch you up next month.